Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yeah, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment. Now he's going to do something, playing board games, doing all the fun stuff that geeks do. He's a ghost. Yes. (laughs) Running the boards is Joey Dees. Hello. Who apparently is our ghost hunter. I am the ghost hunter. On today's show, I'll talk with Gareth Von Kallenbach about television. We'll talk about television with the boys. And of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeekvision.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. More. Uh, but you can just search for BJC's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, radio.com, and iTunes to find us. Yeah, and let's start with some television talk, and I'll start with my good friend, Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed. You can find out more information about what he does and all the stuff that he puts out there. A lot of information from PAX Online with uh, and all of the other news about video games and such, but TV now, you can get all that at sknr.net. So let's get right to Gareth. Gareth Von Colin Bach joins us from Skewed and Reviewed. That is SKNR.net. And we've talked recently about the perils of going to the movie theaters or, you know, hanging at home and doing some video games and doing it that way. But we really haven't covered a lot of television stuff. And you've got some interesting tidbits that are going on. So what uh, what's happening, man? Well, thankfully, we're starting to see television shows return. We're going to be seeing a lot of stuff returning over the next couple of months. Filming is resuming. And of course, there were things that were put into production before the pandemic hit. And so thankfully, we're starting to see that. And one of the first ones was a show that uh, I didn't really know much about until they premiered it at uh, San Diego Comic-Con online. And it's another Amazon Prime series. Mm. It's coming September 25th, and the great thing about it is, I think if you're a big fan of the boys, I think you're going to like this one. Really? And yeah, it's it's got kind of that dark edge to it, um, and it's called Utopia. And I think this is going to appeal to people who like comics, who like a mystery, and, you know, obviously I won't give anything away. They were kind enough to let me see seven of the first eight episodes, but they're not letting us see the final episode, <laughs> which is interesting because we, we were allowed to see the entire season of the boys ahead of time. So that tells me there's something very twisted coming toward the end. Yeah. And it is essentially, it, it's slow to get started, but once it does get up to speed, you're hooked. And so the best way I could describe it is there's a, there's some kind of flu going around that's infecting and killing kids. And John Cusack, who is a scientist who runs this company, his synthetic meat in one of his products that he's invented is being blamed for it. And then there's a former prominent virologist played by Rain Wilson, who's kind of fallen out of favor, but his vaccine is seen as a possibility to stop this new infection. That's just a small part of the story. The main story involves these uh, these two kids, young adults, uh, who find a pages from a graphic novel, which appears to be a sequel to a cult comic. And so it's not published. It's obviously the artwork that was being put together to put the comic out. They decide to take it to a convention and sell it to various bidders. People are brought in shown one page of the comic only, and then they have to write their contact information and a bid down. 
Well, that's when it goes into high gear, because let's just say there's somebody that does not want this comic getting out, is desperate to possess it, and will do anything to eliminate those who have seen it in any form or shape. Wow. Interesting. And you have, yeah, and you have this group of very, they've all got their quirks and problems, let's put it that way, <laughs> who... Some of them meet at this convention. Some of them are thrown together by fate. Some of them are extremely violent. And they are basically on the run, but also trying to get to the bottom of this, because it appears this comic, if you interpret the artwork certain ways, seems to predict the future, including this viral outbreak. Ooh, wow. I just, I wonder just because like with the viral outbreak and watching that, I wonder if it's, is it going to be something that's a, a, at least a little bit of a disconnect from uh, our current state of affairs? It is because as it goes on, you learn more about the whole thing and the situation. And the way I, I like to tell people is not everybody is as they seem. You have some you know, fairly graphic scenes. If you've seen the violence in the boys, you kind of know what you might be getting here with this, but it's not gratuitous. For the most part, it is essential to the story. And as it goes on, you start to see people in these various shades of gray. Are they good? Are they bad? Are they somewhere in the middle? What exactly is the motivation here? And the story seems to twist and turn as it goes along. You know, you think, oh, I got this out. Oh, I saw this coming, but then there's another curveball thrown at you, oh, and it's it's very very interesting, and I and that's what was so for me frustrating was that once I got in, <laughs> I was hooked. I got through all seven episodes, and then I'm like, okay, when are they putting the next one up? And then they, you know, I was writing Amazon, going, hey guys, uh, you know, you forgot said, one. Oh, we're not going to put the eighth, the final episode out ahead of time for the media, like we've done with some of our other shows. Oh, yeah. I mean, they don't want some leaks, and it sounds like there might be something big, especially when you're dealing with, like, a mystery. Like, it makes the most sense that they wouldn't put that out. Right. And see, and what's so frustrating for me is when they went to episodic formats for season two of The Boys, I was thrilled because at least I was able to see the whole season. If they do that for you, I'm sitting here going, wait a second, I'm expected to wait till November to find out what happens? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, can just... you know they're probably going to have the big twist to end it on to wait, and then we have to wait for season two, but it is, it is definitely worth it. And I thought that people especially who love comics and who love to go to the conventions and who, you know, it's such an, you know, you go, is it the X-Files? No, but is it the, you know, it's, (laughs) it's like so many of these popular things, you can see elements of it, but it's completely fresh and original. And it it was really, it's slow. Like I said, it, it is slow to start, but once you get a couple of episodes in, you're hooked. Nice. And uh, I mean, right now is Halloween time. So we got to do some spooky stuff. What you got for me? Well, AMC is doing another fantastic series. As some of you may remember, they had the James Cameron uh, science fiction series where he would bring in George Lucas and various people from the world of science fiction, and they would discuss influential movies. Well, there was a spinoff series uh, where Eli Roth, uh, who was known for the hostile films and other horror films, Mm -hmm. looked at the world of horror. And it was such a phenomenal success. They have season two coming on October 10th. And so you'll look at things like, you know, one episode deals with famous monsters. One episode deals with haunted houses, other, you know, as they've been portrayed in films, 
some of them deal with body horror, which, you know, it was an interesting concept I hadn't thought about and various other things. And the great thing about it is they have actors in the industry, they have directors, they have, uh, you know, film critics come in and discuss it and they show clips and they're the hard R clips. Oh, and the great thing about it is. I, you learn about films like, uh, oh, yeah, I heard about Under the Skin. I haven't had a chance to see it yet. And then you learn different things about it. And I uh, saw this one for a Japanese horror film called Audition. I'd oh, never heard anything oh, about it. And yeah. it's like, oh, man, this is awesome. I used to Dude, on the list. If you haven't seen Audition, you absolutely need to. I think it's one of those horror movies that it's subtle and it's. We just talked about Utopia being a, a slow thing. You, uh, Audition starts off slow and gets nuts bonkers as it's going on. Yeah, and that's what's so great about this because, you know, yeah, there's Alien and there's the thing and Hellraiser and stuff like that. But then. They go back to things like the original Last House on the left, the original Amityville Horror. They talked about some of the situations in the world that were going on when this uh, film came out. They go to like early David Cronenberg stuff before The Fly, back to Scanners, back to <laughs> Videodrome and stuff like that. And you learn these stories like, oh, that's what was going on in his head when he came up with this. And, you know, they even make reference to things like Dark Star and its connection to Alien. And and that's what is so cool about it was even if you watch horror films like I do, you can appreciate the classic older ones. But there's so much now, certain things slip through. And you can see, you know, like they talk about some of the found horror films in the Haunted House films like Sinister and such. And it, it's just really cool. And it, it's so nice to get a history of it, get kind of a preview, but not spoiling films. And then you also learn the story behind films. And then you see other things going, oh, I haven't seen that. And maybe I need to put that on the uh, <laughs> schedule. Yeah, exactly. And that's a perfect thing, especially with Halloween coming up. And I mean, horror is year round, so why not just uh, dive into that? Uh, now, finally, to finish this all up, everyone's dealing with 2020 uh, as they can. And the pandemic obviously has been the big thing. Uh, I think what everybody has been waiting for South Park to uh, lampoon, lambaste all of this fun stuff. And it looks like we're getting an extra, extra helping of it. Absolutely. That was one of the biggest questions was the animated shows were in production, obviously, uh, before everything shut down. And they had been very clear, especially at Comic-Con Online, that they are going to arrive in September, end of September. There was talk about an episode of Bob's Burger that deals with a ringworm outbreak. And there was some talk about <laughs> perhaps this is not the appropriate time to yeah, put it out, even right. though it's something different. And so the question was always, who's going to be the first one to tackle this thing head on? Now, me being me, I always said it's going to be either Family Guy or South Park. Right. And it looks like it is going to be South Park because the other day they announced a one-hour pandemic special. Oh, geez. And the joke around it is, if people remember, uh, Stan's father has got Tegrity Farms and he's selling his legalized weed in Colorado. He apparently decides to hold a pandemic special and he's up there with his little mask on <laughs> doing the whole thing. But then the clips they've shown have said they're going to be taking shots at the new normal, like the kids are in school, and they show them at their desk with these plexiglass bubbles around them. And, uh, you know, and they're now being taught by the uh, detective and the deputy, and they're all wearing face shields and everything. And I'm just like, yeah. And, of course, 
Cartman, who can forget him doing the wrong thing, and Kyle's screaming at him to get out of the house because he's spreading germs and go put a mask on. And you kind of know that Cartman is probably going to be the anti-masker. Oh, no. It's all a hoax. And it's all a hoax. And, you know blah 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 and i'm just i'm really anxious to see what they end up doing with this yeah i mean south park can usually hit it hit the nail on the head in just their own special way and it doesn't surprise me that they're the first ones because of how quickly they can turn around episodes so it'll be fun to see what they're doing with this and how it kind of reverberates across the whole season yeah and i think it'll set things up too it's you know I, i i hate to draw this comparison but the way i see it is i remember uh, talk show host saying that after the 9-11 tragedy, which, you know, sadly, we had the anniversary just a few days ago, mm-hmm. there was a huge debate in Hollywood as to when can we laugh again? Nobody wanted to make jokes about it, obviously, but there was a real problem with the talk shows. When is it okay to start making jokes? When is it okay to start going after public figures again? When is this kind of humor going to be yeah. appropriate? Yeah. And I think that's kind of where they're at right now. There's that when, you know, sure, some of the shows have made references here and there, but it's when can we start actually going after things in a humorous way instead of just a news and reactionary way? Yeah. And I mean, just if it was something that was, you know, like quickly done, but the fact that it's dragging on for as long as it is, and it looks like it's going to be here for quite a while. I mean, we've talked uh, about just how things may not even open up until the end of 2021. We don't even know. It's just the whole thing is we don't know. Uh, I think South Park is kind of the perfect venue to do that because you know what to expect when you're watching South Park when they deal with this sort of stuff. Exactly. And I think people need a laugh. I mean, yeah. it, it it's so weird. You know, I, you sit here and the weather's changing and you know football's on tv but it's not football as we know it and you know everything seems different and now people are saying you know they've tried to put movies back in the theater and that didn't work people are not going to it so now we're going back to television and the shows are going to start to slowly come back and people are looking for that escape and you know and and i we've talked about this these uh, live action shows that are coming are they going to be addressing this? You know, the cast of Superstore said we're coming back in October. Uh, you know, looks like the episode that was supposed to be the finale is going to kick off this year. And they had a photo of them all in their uniforms on set, but they had the masks on. So are they going to be addressing this as they go forward? Or is that just, you know, that's been a big question. Yeah, 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 and I know some people just don't want that in their reality, or their, you know, in it is their reality, so they don't want it in their fantasy. But again, we'll have to see how it goes. These are some good shows to check out, though. Thank you, Gareth. Again, Gareth von Kallenbach from Skewed Interviewed. That's SKNR.net. Get all sorts of info because Gareth posts all the time. Thank you so much, buddy. Anytime. Take care. Thank you, Gareth. And now getting on that, still uh, keeping up with the TV talk. <laughs> The Boys, Season 2, Episode 4, Nothing Like It in the World. This is kind of like the first three episodes, and we talked about this last week, were uh, first to wet your whistle, and then now they've gone weekly afterwards, which we'll get to in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, like the first three episodes were kind of its own arc. Yes. It was setting everything up, getting everything going, and now Episode 4 was the start of a new arc. Like it, We're still mm-hmm. dealing with the same story stuff, but... Um, it's kind of setting things in motion for next what's going on. We get to find out more about 
um, Billy's wife and the whole situation with that. Mm -hmm. We get to find out a little bit more about how real creepy Homelander is. I mean, if you if you thought he was creepy before, I know. Like they went the whole the whole Oedipus complex Mm -hmm. thing and just took it to like the next level. Oh yeah, and I don't know if. Okay, so obviously, spoilers, the new episode, episode five, is out right now. We haven't watched nope. that, so we're just talking about last week's. But, like, I thought he was in a dream sequence or something like that, and then it wasn't, and it turns out it was... Doppelganger. Doppelganger. Uh, uh. Like, that was just, like, realizing that it was just, like, with the milk dipping in the fingers and having yeah. me suck the milk off of... Uh. It it was just a thing that I could not get out of. It's mm-hmm. so much worse than like like sexy cosplaying in the bedroom when you can have somebody that takes up all forms. Mm-hmm. I don't know if like even if like suddenly my wife was like, I can turn into any form I want. I'd be like, I, I like your form. I think you yeah. change you're back. good. Change can you just back. change back? Yeah, especially don't change into me. Oh, <laughs> right? And then make some very lewd offers. Um, yeah. Like, I mean. Okay. I mean, yeah. Like, it puts that whole, like, sex with yourself thing and makes it real strange. It's, it's that question that I feel like everyone asks each other in, like, middle school or high school. Oh, <laughs> uh, It's like, does it count? Anyways. Uh, <laughs> but it, I was very confused the whole episode why we were getting, like, these weird like dating video interviews yeah until the very end i'm like oh this makes sense they're trying to clean up um the deep the deep's image by giving him a wife and he finds the one he really wants and and he can't have her (laughs) here's the thing um is this now he's this this is part of the people of the second light right Mm -hmm. Aren't those the same people that radicalized uh, 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 the female's brother or are those two different groups? I'm not sure. Because I'm not 100% because I feel like this is all a setup to get the deep into the seven um, and be like a Manchurian candidate sort of thing where suddenly now they can take them out from the inside and take out all the other supers. Or they know that this is going to fail and they they know that he's going to be a uh, uh, he's going to not be allowed back into the seven, and that's going to trigger him. Like I did all this work for these guys, and now he's going to be going and attacking the seven. This is where I kind of see it going either way. Yeah, I actually really like this episode for that same reason. The dating uh, videos that you see while you watch Butcher's character kind of go through the breakdown of his relationship. Exactly. And you think, oh, that's what it has to do with. And then at the end, my favorite character, the deep comes out and you're like, that's her. That's the one I want. Sold. Let's do it. Well, I thought I could choose which one I wanted. Uh, yeah, you're going to choose someone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a great line. You do get to choose and you've chosen this one. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, this is this is very cult status on this one. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was kind of just looking through all of that and getting through just the weirdness of this. But it set up like the fact that uh, Billy's wife is not going back. Um, like just all of the relationships that everyone is having is either crappy from the deep to have just gone away mm-hmm. and just kind of blown up. And that's kind of where I, I was hoping they were going to go with that because to their point, Butcher's character is not going to ever accept superheroes anymore. And that was a big problem throughout the first two seasons. And then they get to the kid and I'm like, how are they going yeah. to accept this kid that is his wife's 
but has superpowers with the person he hates the most in the world. Right? Like, there's no way. And you could tell it, just like even when she said, it's like, I could tell just when I said it on the face. Like, yeah, you know that. Like, and you can see him going around and be like, well, the kid can can take care of himself and just boot because, hey, you got superpowers. You got shoved off of a roof. <laughs> so I got a question. What do you guys think Black Noir was doing during this episode? Because he's watching Butcher the whole time on security cameras for what seems like a week or something. Yeah. And we don't know why he is. Well, I know that he did recognize that Butcher was on the boat that had the terrorists. Mm -hmm. So I feel that he's just following those steps on that to try to avenge something or at least just get rid of the guy who killed Translucent before they can kill everybody else. Because he knows that's what they're going that's what they're going for at that point. Yeah, I was wondering if, because we don't know a lot about his character. His, he's pretty much not been on screen and always off doing something. And he doesn't talk. He's completely covered. He looks like he, Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe. Did you guys catch, I, I saw a meme or someone talk about it, and I had to go and rewatch it again to see. Like, not this last episode, or not episode four, but episode three, when they find out and they release to the world, hey, superheroes are created, not born. Mm -hmm. There's a quick shot of him crying watching the news. Yeah, I saw that as well. Yeah, I he's, totally missed he's it. He's like sitting on the floor and against the weeping. wall and just weeping, yeah. Oh, like, that might further the idea that he's trying to team up with Billy then. Ooh, I didn't think about that so do you take guys, down Vought. Yeah. Do you guys know what happened in the comics with him? I don't remember. No idea. Would you guys like me to tell you? <sighs> you, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. So if you do not want, I don't know if this is a spoiler because I don't know if they're going down this path in the show. And or, they've gone totally different directions and a lot of different things. Right. So if you don't want any spoilers or don't want spoilers in the comic book, just skip ahead. So in the comic, it looks like Homelander did a lot of horrible things. And I think I might have mentioned on a podcast that he was, he ate a baby or something. Yeah, he said he ate a baby. I don't remember that. I don't want to go back to that. Which... Apparently, in the comic, it was Black Noir because Black Noir was created as his clone to stop him if they ever need to stop Homelander. Whoa. So it is it's another like the Batman, Superman sort of thing. Yeah, it's another Homelander and I guess has the same powers and everything. So he took all these, like, he, and he's the one that's effed up and did all these horrible things. And so everyone thinks it was Homelander doing it. Oh. But Black Noir is really the messed up one. Wow. That would be a hell of a thing on that. But, but it doesn't seem like those characters. Like on the show would be mm -hmm. that at this point. Yeah, and that's one of the things I was talking to BJ about um, off, obviously off air, because uh, he was looking at an article saying that they don't think it's going to go down that path. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it would. The only way I could see it kind of going down that path is they wouldn't make Black Noir necessarily a bad as a horrible guy like they showed in the comics. I could see it maybe being a test or a study where they made two of the same baby mm -hmm. and one was raised in a facility and one was raised differently. Yeah. Like maybe with parents or something. <laughs> maybe with parents. But I mean. And that it, explains why he doesn't talk. Yeah. Because he's Homelander basically. Yeah. That would make a whole lot of sense. And we've already seen, well, a second Homelander with Doppelganger. So it'll be interesting hmm. to see where they go with all of this. Also, by the way, I love Stormfront as, uh, Stormfront as a villain. I hate the character. And I think yep. that's the good part about right. it. Like I really She's hate so the character. She's so good about being a piece of crap. Yeah. And how about the just the, uh, the, the fact that she was Liberty? Right. Like how old is this woman? That's amazing. Very old. She's got great skin. I was like, watch Doom Patrol. You're just like, oh, if you have a superpower, you're not going to age. That's basically it. Well, let us know what you think about it, but uh, we love it. And now it is time to get to the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, what's going on? All right. So 
I just, I have to bring this up because Uh-oh. it was confusing me and I had to do some more research. Oh my mm. God, I did something. <laughs> Besides memes? What? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I kept seeing the last couple of days that Dragon Ball Z was trending and it's one of those promoted posts. Okay. But apparently they have a, a game. I think it's been out for like five years, but it's their fifth anniversary version and it's uh, on iOS and in the Google Play Store. Oh. But it's uh, Showdown, the ultimate final battle, duck and battle. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? So I started doing a little bit more research, but it's an actual phone game. It's, you know, free to play, but it has in-app purchases like everything does. And it actually looks pretty cool. Oh, yeah. That does I, look kind of cute. I had no idea that this was a thing. And for my brother and I, we grew up watching Dragon Ball Z. Like, we had Sailor Moon, so he sat through Sailor Moon, and I would sit through <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. But I actually liked it. The only thing I didn't like about Dragon Ball Z is that I felt like it was four episodes to power up yes. for them to miss. And yeah. then we'd have to power up again. So that's kind of... But, yeah, that about basically sums up Dragon Ball. Yeah. But that's the, the call to action I've seen on Twitter. And I was just like, what are you talking about? So you have to send your energy. And if you've ever seen Dragon Ball Z, uh, that's basically uh, when he ha- he summons his energy to create these big old balls and stuff, uh, <laughs> energy to blast people away with. But he didn't have enough energy. So he asked, that they got the whole world involved. So you just lift your arms up and like send your energy to oh, him. Oh, you're doing that whole way. Is it like it's like one of those challenges? Kind of, but like it legit, like yeah. somebody like I remember watching the cartoon <laughs> and the guys like pulled his arms down. He's like, Whoa, I felt like I just ran a mile. Like cause it's legit like get, taking some of your energy to give to Goku so he can defeat Majin Buu. <laughs> and <laughs> Majin Buu <laughs> is like this big So he starts off as this big chubby pink guy that eats everything oh, and then I remember he him. goes into this like slim creepy looking pink guy (laughs) but if you guys i feel like everyone right now is trying new games you know new video games whether it's mobile or on Mm -hmm. a on like console or pc or whatever and speaking of apps i have an app for all you single people out there um cue the single ladies yeah and single gentlemen so we've got two right here yes uh it is an app called kippo it is a Gamer dating app. Joe. I was way happier because I thought you said hippo. And I was like, <laughs> I would. Why? All right. What does this hippo got? So I, I like hippos. I went in ahead and uh, made a profile just to see what it like. it's oh, yeah. about. Just to see. Because there's so many dating apps out there. There's, there's your typical ones, your uh, Plenty of Fish, Tinder, and everything. Um, and I even joined one that was called Metal, which is where M-E-D-D-L-E, where your okay. friends, you could send them a link and they could swipe for you. Oh, so they're meddling in your relationship. Yes, unfortunately, either not enough people are on it or it's just not really well done technologically, you know? No. So it's just like, okay, this is, I'm, I'm over it within like half an hour. <laughs> but I have to give the people who created Kippo a lot of credit. Because if you're going to be making an app for video gamers, it yeah. has to look awesome. And it does. So is the first thing, the first questionnaire is uh, whether or not your PC uh, console and then also which console? Yes. Because that's Ooh. like a big thing with people. So basically, you have to pick your favorite nine games. And unfortunately, oh. it is meant for video gamers, not board gamers. Luckily, a lot of the board games I love to play are already apps. Oh, it's true. Yeah. So I put Lords of Waterdeep, Ascension, <laughs> Potion Explosion, Ticket to Ride, and then I put in Pokemon Silver, Pandemic, Mario Party 5, Harvest Moon. Um wow. What is it? Seven Wonders. <laughs> See, I would, I mean, I would have to go with like, I mean, like Fallout, Skyrim. And I mean, yeah, I, like, I do play other video games, I guess. But, uh, Witcher, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even play Witcher. 
Uh, I haven't played Final Fantasy in forever. But I mean, um, these are just your crap. favorite games. Not necessarily games that you're playing recently. Dungeons but they, and Dragons. They'll always have a place yeah. in your heart. Like with video games, I guess, yeah, maybe. I mean, I have a bunch of app games that I play, like uh, the Marvel Strike Force. Uh, Strike Force. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I play Yahtzee with friends. Mm, there you go. Aww. I mean, they're not really my friends. They're just people on the internet. They're people you destroy. It's true. I try to destroy them very much. But let's say you're kind of, you know, you, you don't, you're not looking for a relationship, and, but you're, kind, you're wanting to connect with people. It yeah. has an option where it's only friends and it lets other people know that you're not open to dating. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. If you actually want like a gaming group, I mean, mm-hmm. we, I oh gosh this is like over a decade ago that I had a group of people that we would game with and it would be it's just the easiest thing ever it's like okay hey we're all gonna go and hop on this game and they've moved on and they've continued to do so and I haven't but it was one of those things where we only met each other and they did a bunch of stuff but like I only ended up meeting a whole group of them once we did a pub crawl once yeah so it was but it's like we all started in the virtual world Mm -hmm. and then we moved to the physical world to and that was a hell of a pub crawl I was gonna say and you're yeah. all homies, and it was a drunken debacle in a oh, good way. Absolutely. Uh, but it's really cool because it gives you the option on your profile to do three different cards. And they have a bunch of cards for you to pick from. Like the first one is a this or that situation, but with Pokemon. Oh. So it gives you all the starter Pokemon, and so you have to pick which one you would go with. Oh. So like for like the first generation, obviously Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle. Like, only because I have him tattooed, I got Bulbasaur, even though I do love me some Charmander. See, we wouldn't match because I'd go with Squirtle. Yep. Um, and then, you know, your second generation, Chikorita, Cyndaquil, or Toddile. I don't know which, what that is. Chikorita. Yeah, I figured I'm not going to say any more past that because I'm, I'm also very, I'm, after that, I, I get a little fuzzy. But you can pick that. Like, that's the one I have on here. You have one. You can make a card with your, uh, customize your Animal Crossing Island. Oh. If you're into that, there's a love language one. There's uh, one for your League of Legends profile. See, this is interesting because I, I would have figured something like this would have happened a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, this is very well detailed and thought out, and it's really catering towards gamers. And it's a really pretty app. Like, the graphics and everything is really, really well done. Um, so I was very surprised because I've seen a lot of people try to do the niche dating sites, and everyone's like, have you tried this one? Have you tried this one? And I'm like, okay, first off, I'm not really into the dating scene, like app scene anymore, because I'm, you know, I'm 31. I'm not 21 anymore. (laughs) Um, But I still find it fascinating, and so I go to these niche ones to see what it's all about, and I'm very disappointed in the quality. Yeah. And for something that is niche like this, it's catering to uh, video gamers. It is so nice. Well, here's the thing also. I mean, even just if you do mobile apps, like everyone has a phone now. Most mm-hmm. people have the iPhone, have the latest update if you haven't. Uh, good luck with that. And it is every – I mean, seriously, when you're sitting on a toilet, everyone's a gamer. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes yeah. down to it. So you can kind of bond, even if it's just an app game or if it's like when Pokemon Go got super huge yes. or any of these games, like you can play Fortnite on your phone mm-hmm. for God's sake. So there's <laughs> plenty of ways to uh, connect with people and their games. And I love it because it's like you can create your own sidekick. So this person did like Gary from SpongeBob. So you can, I think, upload your own picture. I think I looked at um, they have pick your favorite in each row. So it's like this or that books, TV or music. Mm. And you pick action, comedy or horror. Candlelight, uh, strobe light, or sunlight. Ooh, no strobe light. Um, <laughs> Nutella, peanut butter, or hummus. Ooh, ooh actually, oh, that one's oh. a rough one because I love peanut butter. Right. But I really, really, really like hummus. It's right. got to be hummus all the way. Oh, uh, and then you got to pick between Twitch, YouTube, and Netflix. Ooh. Is that right? Man, I'd probably at this point just, just go YouTube. 
because that's where mm-hmm. I find all of my like I I listen to a lot of music. I got mm-hmm. YouTube Premium and. Uh, I listen to a ton of music. Uh, I love that they cater to all kinds of nerds because you can do like for another card for your profile. You can pick your Hogwarts profile, <laughs> like what house you are. Uh, they have the Gamers Unite. You pick it's the this or that situation again. Are you like mobile, console, PC, and then PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo, mm. Sword, Shield, or Staff? Oh, good call. Mushroom, Heart, or Ring. Oh, Health, Mana, or Stamina. So Those are to, all really cool. Yeah, right. yeah, so you yeah, pick, no, like, yeah. You pick between the three on each row, like which one you want out of all of them. And it kind of kind of gives people an idea of what you're about. That's um, a fun thing to go about. Like, I mean, it's, it's... It's a, like I said, really well done app. It's fun. It's pretty. What was it called again? Kippo. So like, K-I-P-P-O. So yeah, it's like Hippo, like Joe thought, just with a K. Hippo. Hippo with a K. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, hope your love life uh, goes... Uh, A little bit better than mine. No, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Until next time, stay nerdy.